Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick Gadienna. Jared Brandon with Brandon Wound pickups. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We're thrilled to death that you're listening to our show because we got a special one. Again, I mean, I kind of think they're all special, but they're, they're extra special when we have guests like this on. That's and right. uh, let's just get to that. Guess who are you tonight? Uh, Corey Nagro. That name should sound familiar to people who have uh, been listening for a, a long time, actually. The yeah. cap in different best. And been a while. Been a while. A few, couple of years, at least. You know. Yeah. Uh, Corey, actually, I can tell you exactly when you joined. If I look at my special thing here, Corey joined August 23rd, 2018. That's, That's pretty awesome. Ago. That, yeah. that seems like a long time ago. And we are coming up on our fifth anniversary, which I'm just mega, mega excited about. And yeah. wow. uh, Corey's been here almost the entire time. I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> yeah. it's, been, it's, it's been a ride. It's been a ride. We are very grateful to your support. Let me just get this out of the way. Um, you are a grand poobah. And the support that you offer our show helps us so much. I can't, I can't thank you enough for that. Hey, quick question: Are you wearing your fez? I have it on my desk. Do yeah. I? You want me to put it on? You I can might, put it it's on. the law for God's sake. All name. right, it's on. It's on. <laughs> Not only are we thankful that uh, you've been a patron for so long, it's fun to hang out with you at Nam and stuff like that. Oh yeah, always. Good times. Is. Absolutely. How excited are we for, well, we got Summer Nam coming up. I don't know mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. going to that, everybody who's listening. I am. Well, if you are, I might consider it. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's going to, it seems like there's going to be more goers than boothers. I, I think. think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with. Um, Why the, wouldn't you get a booth then, right? The disaster that happened on, uh, on. You know, the music row there. Oof. I don't know if that's how that, that's going to fare. But it's, it's, it's going to be weird for, I would say, <laughs> who knows how long, maybe another year. I mean, people are just, you know, I, I'm fortunate. I've got both of my shots. Uh, so I'm pretty golden. But uh, there's a lot of people who haven't had access to it or refuse mm-hmm. to, you know, get vaccinated. And, well, that's, that's another story altogether. It is. Uh, yeah. I am very, very excited and looking forward to because I think this this one will pay off the the winter nam this next round. Yes, I think yeah. that one's going to be nuts. I, I think so. it's going to be slamming. Mm-hmm. I agree. I hope that that's the case. And you know, there's been a couple of um, guitar shows that they're talking about. Dallas is happening. Indiana. Uh, Indiana's happening. Nick, uh, this coming up here in the next. I week, think so. I'm actually going to go to that. Are you? Yeah, um, I've been on the fence about it. I still am a little bit, but I think I'm 51.1% going. 51.1. Yeah, and 49 or 48.9% not going. So, what? There's some undecided in there, or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I. You're on the fence. I'm big time. (laughs) I couldn't be any more balanced on the fence about it because. You know, my, the fellow that, that works for me, Zach, he, you know, he's not one that you want to get sick. So, yeah. 
Well, I'm, I just, I'm stuck on the picture of you trying to balance on a fence, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the fence would get crushed. Yes, it would. So, hey, everybody, we're going to talk about guitar stuff, I promise. Um, but we just want to let you in on uh, how we're doing and what we're thinking about in junk. So, hey, Todd, yes, what is sir. it that we do on this podcast? Well, why don't we ask Jared? Well, we interview small builders, uh, sometimes kind of medium-sized builders, but we get to know what they do and how they got started, mm -hmm. and we get to talk about guitar stuff all the time. That's right. And what? then what else do we have on here? Tony? Well, we do 101s. That's where we learn stuff. That's right. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And we've got a great one coming up. Uh, pickups. We're going to, you know, Jared started off our whole, the whole pickup thing. He, I think he did three or four episodes. Something like the, that. In the very first year that we did that, because it was fascinating. Then we did a follow-up one. And then now we're doing another one, which is all going to be question and answer. And we've gotten some great questions. We so have. Thank you so much for sending those in. We hope to hear even more great questions yep. coming from you. Mm -hmm. That's right. And uh, that's going to be a fantastic show. I'm really looking forward to that. Now, uh, who are we going to have on to talk about pickups? Oh, that's going to be uh, Lindy. No, I'm. <laughs> hey, at some point we're trying, we are trying to get Lindy Fraley on. We are. You you got to stay on it. You got to bug him about it a lot. But I think we can eventually get him on. He's yeah. a super cool, great guy. We can do it. It's been said. It's you guys can do it. Yep. If anybody can, we might. Um, <laughs> I'd love to get Jason Lawler on too, but who knows? Yeah. All the people. We intend to get all the people. That's that's yeah. the goal. If we run out of people, then it means that we... We won't. Yeah, I hope not. There's always a new builder coming up out of the woodwork somewhere, so it's it's that's what keeps us going. It's exciting. And if yeah, you... Right. By the way, uh, if you have somebody that you're like, hey, I'd really love to hear from this person, or you just somehow discovered a new brand... Um, or a new builder or something, well, let us know because I, I mean, I'm I know that all of us here are spending a lot of time uh trying to keep uh you know the, on the lookout of of new builders or exciting things, and they we uncover new ones all the time, they're new to us. We're not saying that they're the you know necessarily always the newest person on the block. So, you know, we could be missing somebody who's been around for years and is just like, hey, why didn't somebody contact me? It's not that we don't want to. We just don't know everybody yet. We're still, we're still working on this thing. That said, some people that we do know very well, and we need to say a, a quick shout out to Tony. Jared. Road. That's right. Road Mics. Thank you so much for supporting our show in the way that you do. Making such great stuff. That too. These. I have a road mic on my camera. Love there it. you go. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, yeah, we are doing the uh, we're doing the Roadmaster Pro and the Procaster mics, and uh, we're um, we're getting it done over here. So, you sure, that's not the Roadcaster Pro, not the Roadmaster. Did I say the Roadmaster? You did. <laughs> I kind of like is that Roadmaster. It is. Although that's, that's a different thing altogether. Master. So that is the Roadcaster Pro and the Procaster mics. My apologies, yep. Road. Uh, it's your they forgive us, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> they love us. So anyways, we're going to move on. Um, I think we got a new little something happening here. We're getting so much great feedback from everybody. 
and questions and stuff, I thought we'd uh, we, we'd have a, a, a instead of just kind of dumping it into announcements. Jared, do you have a little something for this that is called the uh, something something shout out or whatever? Tonight we're gonna have a shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tony. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now you got to remember that. That's going to be impossible. You can't remember. This is one note. How can you not? Oh, uh, I've got a long history of you not remembering things. Um, uh, yeah. was, Jared, was that based on a Thin Lizzy song? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> you got me. Copyright. Well, listen. Um, this is a special shout out, and it's always nice. We get a lot of letters and notes and and things, but this came from. Um, one of our patrons, Anthony Lathrop, who I have to apologize all this time. Uh, someone, uh, I won't mention who, Todd, put an <laughs> N in his name, and I was calling him Lanthrop. For a long time. <laughs> Todd. For years. Uh, that's how I got it. I didn't make stuff up. <laughs> you made it up. <laughs> but anyhow, so I'm, and I'm probably, I'm saying it Lathrop, but maybe it's Lathrop. Lathrop. I'll, Lathrop, you like that one better? That okay. sounds like a medical procedure. Yeah, it does. A lot, a lot. <laughs> You're still crapping on his name. I'm not. Any, anyhow, Anthony. We love you, Anthony. We Andy. do love you. So he sent this nice note to, uh, it was just on Sunday, I guess it was. And uh, he says, it was cool hearing Tony on a recent podcast talk about putting a bass cut knob on his guitars. In addition to keeping the neck pickup from getting too super boomy, I also find it is a hugely useful tool when you start adding more and more gain. Where I would usually get to the point of saying that this is too muddy, I need to back off the gain a little. I find that if you cut back a little of that low end and clean it up and and clean it up, period. I put a tight switch on my most recent amp build, which is basically the same thing. Just switching the value of the coupling cap <clears throat> between the uh, preamp and the phase inverter. That trick about the tight switch is also a cool example of big names being nice to little names in guitar world, or in my case, no name. Because Bruce Ignator told me about that on his DIY tube amp builders Facebook. Of Ignator amps. Yes, Ignator. My willingness to build my own stuff and experiment has really taken off since I started listening to the guitar knobs. I will certainly be using master bass cut and master treble cut wiring on all my Gibson style guitars I make from here on. It is just so much more useful than the standard control knob setup. So there you go. That's it's awesome. nice. And it's and, and the, the beautiful really thing cool. on, on a guitar is it's you know it's reversible. You're not gonna do any serious damage if you want to try it and if you find. But everything he said there is absolutely true. So hats off to Antony. Thank you, Anthony. Awesome. Well Love played. Uh, let's see here. That was the actual one that I was going to. Actually, I've got a couple others, but we have so many more. We're gonna. We're just gonna keep doing them. Spread them out one night. We're gonna spread no. them out. Thank spread you, out. Jared, for that lovely jingle and for Tony's uh, silvery voice for singing for saying all the nice things. My pleasure. My and, pleasure, uh, too. Let's see what's going on in our music worlds this week, gentlemen. Uh, Tony Bellini, oh. we're going to check out what you're doing, and then we're going to find out what Corey's been up to. Cool. Well, uh, last time we got together, I uh, I talked a bit about the, uh, the Fender Maverick slash custom build that I'm doing. And... Um, 
uh, it's a kind of an homage to uh, a guy who used to live in Pittsburgh and play in local bands called Car Sickness. His name's Carl Mullen. He's now kind of a it's it's kind of a I, I don't know what kind of art it it is. It's kind of like folky kind of really cool stuff. And anyhow, and um, I am sending a body to him to have him paint it like he did his or something similar. Um, and in our discussions, he said, well, do you think you could make me one of those? <laughs> so I'm going now from one Maverick slash custom build to two. And, uh, he's going to, he's going to go, uh, he's, yeah, I'm going to have the bodies done sent to him. He's going to do his paint thing. Uh, we'll get them all assembled. He gets, gets one and, and I'll have one and it'll be just a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I finished your nice. pickup today for that, too. Nice. That's perfect. And yeah. the other thing, the nice surprise today, um, there's a new book on the market uh, called The Ultimate, An Illustrated History of Hammer Guitars. Nice. Uh, Very cool. By Steve Ooh. Mathis and Joe Moffat. And it is a really, I can't wait to dig into it deeper, but it's a, it's a really, if you like Hammer guitars, or if you like guitars in general, if you like Cheap Trick, it is a very, very cool book, and it, it delves in pretty deep to the history of Hammer guitars uh, from, you know, back in the, in the 70s through really into the, in, in, into the newest Fender takeover a couple of years ago. So it's, 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 it's pretty cool. Um, I can't wait to really dig into it, uh, read into it a little bit more, but um, if, you, if you're, like I said, if you need it, if you like those kind of guitars, you need this book. So do it. It's a good story. It's about guitars. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. That's it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Corey, how about yourself? Oh, um, well, I guess I have a few slabs of mahogany that I'm planning to do a few builds on. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm actually going to do coming up this spring summer mm. probably going to try and do three um first time i'm ever going to try doing my own necks so there's something i'm trying Ooh. to figure out how to do so there's a challenge that, that's, uh, that, that scares me <laughs> get yourself a nice spoke shave yep yep no i've got all the hand tools it's just the whole process and figuring out the proper steps to take and whatnot and so i i've got some some people that are helping me out Cool. Some some good people. So there's that. And then I got a new amp showing up Saturday. So that's exciting. Uh, the anticipation of new I gear. Know. I know. Can you share what you're getting or what you got? Yeah, it's a uh, Victory Amps uh, DP40. Nice. Hmm. So uh, it's their Duchess model. I guess Danish Pete, uh, this guy from Antonin's uh, over in the UK. It's his signature model. So I guess it has a differently tweaked reverb. But it's... Um, it's purple, so there's Jared's purple. Thing there. <laughs> yes, and, and we uh, got a free Jared, which is great. Jared, <laughs> right. and uh, <laughs> so it kind of sits between. Uh, it's a single channel amp, but it has a voice switch, so you can kind of go American to British. I guess it kind of leans kind of blues breaker style. Um. Uh, the reverb is completely bypassable, so you can take it completely out of the circuit. Wow. Uh, it has a series effects loop. Is uh, it 50 watt amp? Uh, 42 watt amp. 
Uh, 42.5. But then it has a low power mode. You can bring it down to seven. What? Or you can, or you can run it single-ended, take one of the power tubes out, and or run them both at half strength, and you can get it all the way down to like 0.5 watts. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. This sounds like the best amp ever. It's, yeah. it's pretty. It's a pretty cool. I'm really excited about it. And I picked up a two notes Captor X. I don't know if you guys know anything yep, about that yep, little device. Yep. Picked up one of those a couple weeks ago. So uh, nice. Well, you're gonna you're gonna have to give us a full report on the amp when. Uh, oh, absolutely. When, when you, Text when me a picture out. of it too. It's gonna look good. That's for sure. Is we'll it, see, do, if, yeah. see if they have two more in purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <They> do. <laughs> he only they buys right. two. Yeah. I like the stereo. Oh, Noah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Now, uh, Corey, is this a brand new amp or is it a used amp? Uh, brand new. Okay. Nice. Can you, w- would you mind just telling uh, everybody who's maybe not familiar with Victory a little bit about uh, what you know, whatever you know about them? Uh, so as far as I know, they're made in the UK uh, from my knowledge, but they have uh, distribution centers in the U.S., um, they ship really quick. Uh, from what I from what I realize, most of their models are based uh, kind of classically off of British amps. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of uh, Marshall style amps. They have a model called the Sheriff. Um, that's a twenty two watt. They do I think a VC thirty five, which is like an AC thirty kind of style. Um, I know they have a signature amp with Richie Coates and like. So they have a lot of big names behind their stuff. And I kind of did some research because I had bought a previous amp and I got it. I was all excited. The effects loop didn't work and it just didn't live up to hype. So I had to return it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do some research this time and kind of really figure out what's going on and see what I'm actually getting into with, you know, buying it online. You can't go and how things are right now. You can't really go to a store and too often and test things out. Right. So, um, yeah, so I just kind of went on their website and tried to watch as many videos as I could and figure out what they were about. And they seem really quality and a lot of guys who tour all the time. Not that I'm a tour. I, I, I tore my living room and maybe my buddy's basement from time to time. I tore my ACL but, one day. Ooh, I've torn, I've torn a couple <laughs> of those. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they seem like a quality amp. So I'm just, I'm excited. And it, it uh, lends itself to uh, quiet playing which is great for me because i live in an apartment and it also lends itself to uh multiple recording options because i'm trying to get into more the photography kind of demo nice uh, side of the stuff so wow that's fun to do man yeah just kind of having fun with it you know yeah that's outstanding uh yeah that name is um becoming more and more familiar here i think maybe because of the distribution Mm. it seems as though and i could be I could be way wrong here, everybody, but it seems as though that was kind of an exclusively UK brand that was not, ha- hasn't really been as popular here yet. Um, but that, that pedal show, you know, they've got a, they play out of a victory. Exactly. Amp, and and uh, that's a, that's where I found out about exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. then uh, Pete, the, who you just, uh, not, sorry, not Pete. Uh, that's Pete Cornish. That's a different guy. Um, <laughs> Pete Nore. <laughs> uh, so, and he's, He's such a good player over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's very cool. Very cool. And it's purple, too. Neato. And it's purple. Speaking of purple. Yes, Jared. 
<laughs> so my guitar world has been loads and loads of fun this past week. Uh, for one, it was really awesome to sit down and have lunch with Tony and our friend Andy Harrison the other day. And uh, Andy called me up there the other day and said, hey, man. I need some pickups and some parts and some things because I picked up a 1969 Gibson Les Paul Custom. How much was it, uh, Tony? I'm not going to say because it's a it's an insult. <laughs> okay, say it. It was cheap. It was really, really, uh, really low, and he bought it from uh, Beck. Mm. Not Jeff Beck, but. Two turn two turntables and a microphone. Right, and, <laughs> yeah, and for for anybody who doesn't know who you know Andy Harrison is, because he just slung it out there like it's somebody that everybody's supposed to know, but he is a uh, guitar tech. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's he's also uh, he primarily works with uh, with Cheryl Crow, but he's he's worked for uh, for Beck before. He's worked. Uh, he actually has worked with Jeff Beck too. <laughs> yeah, that's. All backs. Back to back. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's up there. He's and so, he's also a hell of a musician. So. Oh yeah, he's he's um, he's, he's a, a a regional uh, a regional gem here. But uh, anyway, so he's like, I need these parts for this guitar. I'm like, I've got parts, but I also have original parts that actually go on that guitar. And that was music to his ears because I got to tell you, man the the market for vintage stuff has soared. In it's the crazy. past couple of years, it's crazy, and uh, I just it just felt really good to uh, you know help him out and provide him with some original parts. I think it's just little you know just little simple things like pickup screws and uh, the springs and the uh, pickup rings and the and I made him some pickups and and, then and I, the truss I rod had, cover. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a really cool. Bit yeah, there. you saved them hundreds of dollars, though. Yeah, what probably. color is it? It's black. Oh, none, yes. none more black. But it's yes, uh, it's a cool guitar. I mean, I've only seen photos of it, but I had, you know, it was basically bought as a husk, so it had basically all the parts stripped off of it. But it's um, it was uh, a deal, what, man. Oh my god, the gosh. stuff that I had in stock, and between what Jared had, and then I ordered. Uh, he he wanted waffle back tuners. Uh, which would have been on it originally. So he's, uh, you know, we, we hooked him up with some parts and things, and he was happy, we're happy, and it's always it's fun to help a new out old a stock. It's basically a new old stock guitar. Yeah, it's going to be, be cool. Tony, can, be, you, uh, can you tell everybody what a waffle back tuner is? Yeah, so Cluzon uh, made uh, in the late 60s into the 70s. Um, Gibson used them on a lot of higher end, so things like a Les Paul Custom, uh, like ES-175. They were kind of fancy looking. Yeah, they basically, they're called waffle backs because the, the rear uh, gear cover uh, has uh, basically like a, like it looks like a waffle, I guess. You know, the, 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 uh, the, the grooves of a waffle, I guess you would say. Yeah, or a panini more. It, 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 it's more, a, yeah, it's they a should call it more panini. It I'm looks like a grill. Them. Like if you heated it up and you had like a little Barbie-sized hamburger, you can grill it. You know, panini Todd, I, I think we're going to start referring to them as mm. panini back tuners. Yeah, panini backs. <laughs> and I also uh, I also ordered a, and I'll tell you why, I ordered a purple sparkle 
Stratocaster pickguard yes, to go did. on my blue Sparkle Todd's Stratocaster. Favorite. <laughs> Todd's right. favorite right there. My, my so two I got, favorite things. <laughs> so I got <laughs> purple on blue. And the reason why I want that is because, and this is great, because my mom growing up as a child, my mom's bowling ball was purple and blue. And I really like the colors. My and mom how it grew up as a child, too. That is fascinating. Did I we say my mom grew up as a child? <laughs> did I say those exact words? <laughs> so where did you get this guard from, Jared? Uh, I got the guard off of Tony Baloney. Oh, I know him. Piccadilly. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm the guy. What else? What else? There was one more thing that you dropped. Oh, I off. got the uh, the perloid in case I really didn't like the purple on the blue. <laughs> and That's and what else did you drop off at the shop? Oh, yes, of course. How can I not mention the 19? I think it's a 1945. I haven't really done the homework. on. No, it, it's not it's a 45 a, or 55. It's it's a mid 50s, mid to late 50s. Yeah. J45. So, Tony, what when what year is this thing from? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Somewhere between 1955 and 1959. Well, okay. <laughs> Tell us about your thing, Jared. Plus or minus three years. Tony. <laughs> Tony's got it. Uh, so I had a pick guard on it. Well, this is a little more involved than that. So the whoever had this before had uh, had done some, how shall we say, modifications to it, and they put a disgusting black pick guard on it. Uh, which it should have a tortoise pick guard. It's the it's the large guard version. Mm-hmm. So um, so Jared brought it over and we kind of picked at it a little bit and started lifting. I was able to remove the guard uh, pretty safely, uh, actually very safely. Um, but the person that put this on used contact cement. Oh no! <laughs> so it is taking some time to because all that has to come off before I can. Or else put it you'll in. see it through the pick guard. Well, you, you won't see it. The guard just will have bubbles in it and won't stick. Won't set. But That's the beauty, the beautiful thing is the wood underneath. So the the original guard must have literally fallen off because normally, if you pry a, a pick guard off of a uh, off a acoustic of this era, you're pulling wood off with it. Yeah. Uh, the wood underneath the guard was completely, it, it was all there, which is a, always a good sign. It was clean. And in that era, both Gibson and Martin and Guild, uh, they actually glued the pick guard to raw wood and then put finish on top of it, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of times when the guard starts to shrink, um, you end up with, you know, some warping or cracking on the top. Um, and that's, it's because, you know, it's, it, it, it would, it, you know, that's what they did, but it, by today's standards, it's the wrong way to do it. Yeah. But, uh, we're going to fix this up. It's this guitar, honest to God, I've got a newer J 45 and, um, this one totally blows it away. It's, it sounds it's, like a cannon. It's loud. It's, I mean, the, it's, it's weighs half as much as I, as, as my J 45. It's a very cool guitar. You got really lucky, Jared. Mm. Thank you. You got to check it out as soon as you can, Todd. I will. I can't wait to see it. Right on. Very, very cool. For my week, I had a couple of things going on. Hey, Todd, what about you? you Todd? Yeah. Yeah, see that, what I did right there? How's um, it feel to be asked? <laughs> uh, I was going to say it was some other stuff, but I'll put that off um, because 
Uh, last night, I opened up a package, and it had this amazing, literally a gold glitter petal. Ah. Hmm. Uh, sent to me, uh, and it's just black knobs. It's just like three little, um, oh, what are they called? I guess, uh, I mean, for lack of better terms, they're, they're, they're the mini clon style ones with the little peak on them, the bird's, pe- bird's beak kind of thing. Chicken heads? I can't. I can't remember the name. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's it's a clone clone, uh, but it's my clone clone, and it's gold glitter, and it is beautiful. And that was sent by Jonathan Jerusik, hey, who JJ. also says hey. hello, Corey. Oh, hello, Jonathan. Um, and you know that's and he's Jonathan Jerusik, a grand poobah, also. Uh, yes, owner sir. of uh, uh, 12th Hour Devices. So that was a really fantastic surprise. And it was That's late really and cool. I plugged it in anyway and let it rip. And it sounded great. I was really, really happy with the way that um, it sounded on its own and the way that it was playing with a couple of the pedals. Had it right next to the Hello Sailor pedal. And woof, goodness. What is it? Uh, which it's a, it's a clone clone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's or is it a clone of a clone clone? It's a clone of a clone clone. It's I don't know. Wow, that's <laughs> like Inception. It is. It is. It's Cloneception. But it's really cool, and it's honestly, it's a thought that counts, and I love it, and I will cherish it. And thank you, Jonathan, for sending that. That was really but it, nice. honestly legit. It sounds great, Tony. I'm going to let you and Jared borrow it as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. I want to check it out. Okay. We've been yapping and tapping here for a while. Uh, we've got a couple things to do. First of all, we need to uh, we need to do this. Tony, I need to ask you a question. Ask away, Todd. Yeah. What, what is small, thin, and black, and it fits <laughs> in your pocket? Mm, a switchblade? No, Jared. It's a tour gear design cable. That's right. Jared, coming in for the win on that one. Thank you. Yes, that's right. Wow, Jared. I wish I'd have done it right. I thought it was a Sharpie. (laughs) It could have been many things. But in this case, it is uh, a tour gear designs patch cable. And ladies and gentlemen, these things are fantastic. We keep telling you about them because we uh, honestly believe it. Because we have them, and it's good stuff. I yes, mean, when it's it good, it's good. What, what more do you need to say? It's exactly. good. Exactly. Exactly. Buy it. And you can fit a whole bunch of them in your pocket because they are so small, and they um, are they're very flat. Very flat, and they're a great price. If you mm. go to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs, you're going to save ten percent on your entire order nice. of these amazing patch cable pet cap kit. On these amazing patch cables. Usa. <laughs> yes. And here's the other cool thing. Yeah, you can jump from a top mount jack to a top mount jack with a little three inch one. Or if you need to do some crazy routing underneath your pedal board, they got like, I think it's a 25 inch cable. It's it's insane. And a tw- and a 18 and a 12 and a 10. And they got S's and J's and yep. C's and yep. R's. U's. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. They fit. <laughs> Where the you plug the power in too, and it all fits. 
It, Everything you can, fits. It's, yeah. it's super tight and snug and snug as a bug in a rug. Yes. Nice. So thank you, Tour Gear Designs, for sponsoring our four on the floor. Make sure you get to Tour Gear, tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs and get your 10% off. Well, uh, how about some of this? One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Sure. On to four on the floor, Corey Nigro. Wowzy, wowzy, woo woo. We get to hear your four on the floor. I'm excited about this. Let's Lay it on it. us, man. Because you're Let's a gear nut. Yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, consumer extraordinaire, I like to call myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the first one, we're going to go with the Lauren Audio Corsair preamp. Mm. Do you guys know Lauren Audio? I got to look it up. Nope. Check out his stuff on Instagram. All right. For all you listeners. Get him on his guest if I can. Oh, please do. His stuff is top notch. He has a pedal out right now called the Mustang that I don't have that I'm lusting after, but that's not on my board. So the Corsair is on my board. Uh, it is a preamp. I kind of use it as like a tone shaping device. Uh, it can go from kind of vintage style console sounds to if you max out that gain, you're getting fuzz out of it and it's going to square wave whatever's next in line. So you got a whole tone of range and it is loud as crap. So it is, it's got everything going for it. Wow. Talk and, about and graphics. Is this, um, and the inside is like work of art. Like his stuff is like top notch. Ooh, yeah, I'm digging that. I'm, I'm, we're all looking it up at the same time. Yep, so it's all point to point stuff. A lot of it is, yeah. Yeah, well, oh yeah, I shouldn't say all, but yeah. much of it. Ooh, neato, neato. And it's purple. I see a bunch of purple in there, Jared. That's right. I see it too. Yeah, his graphics and his art are killer. Whoever it's does beautiful. his art, I don't know if he does the art, but. If he has it done, whoever does it, it's killer. And you run the Corsair. You, did you say it's first in line or? Um, it's well, so it kind of, I actually, right now I run it third because my first two are kind of vintage style fuzzes. So they don't really like a lot in front of them. They like the direct impedance from the guitar mm -hmm. pickups. So I kind of use it third in line with the gain backed off. It's kind of like a dirty edge or breakup setting. Uh -huh. And then, so it kind of just adds to whatever uh, fuzz I'm using in front of it. That's hmm. awesome. Nice. Very cool. Now, how did you nice. run across the Lauren Audio? And by the way, Trolling. everybody, that's L-A-U-R-N mm -hmm. Audio. R-E-N. That what I say? L and by the way, everybody, <laughs> that is L-A-U-R-N. You, I'm looking hibbity, at hibbity, my hibbity, mouth's hibbity. not working. I had a long day. L a u r e n audio brought to you by Hooked on Phonics. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's uh, a three for play. I, I right discovered. There. I discovered him uh, just trolling on Instagram one day, and I messaged him. I was like, "Hey, really dig your stuff," and he kind of directed me in the uh, the vein of the Corsair preamp. And I, I think I got like one of the earlier ones too. So he was nice. kind of like early on, but uh, his stuff is killer. And what like, color is that? Uh, what color are the graphics? It's kind of all over the place. It's got like vibrant yellows, purples, 
pinks. Oh, this is okay. it's the one with like the dinosaur on it. Gotcha, gotcha. I like it. Oof. Man, these are really cool. All right, I'm so hey, look at we found a new new one already today, just like we were talking about earlier. That's it. Let's get I them love on. It. All right, what's next? All right, the next is uh, uh it's a tie. I got to shout out two fuzz people because these are the guys who kind of got me into fuzz. So, uh Collector Effectors and Zollinger Electro Electroco. Mm, also trying to get him on the show. Yeah. So these two guys, basically what they do is they do like highly, not highly curated, but like pretty damn close curated 60s style kind of vintage style fuzzes, tone benders, fuzz faces. Uh, so the two that I have, uh, Collector Effectors is a tone bender Mark III. Um, just super versatile. It can get, you know, splitty, splatty and gnarly, or you can kind of dial it back. It cleans up somewhat pretty nice. And, you know, it's just it's a fun fuzz screw around with uh and the zollinger one is a, a zonk machine i don't know if you guys are familiar with that fuzz circuit um but it's a pretty wild one uh this one has just like the notes have a really weird decay to them how they kind of bloom and kind of exit out of the note it's it's really strange and kind of almost unpredictable so it's a uh, it's a really one fun one to screw around with if you're using like uh, in ambient sounds. I use that one a lot if I'm using like heavy reverb and like some delay. Nice. You get some really weird crackle kind of ambient weird textures. It's a lot of fun. And these nice. ones are um, uh, one thing that I kind of like about how he sets up his boards is that they're they're um, it, they're all flat. Like he puts all the um, puts a lot of the components like flat even though they're maybe yeah. not supposed to be, yep. and some are on the back and some are on the front. It's kind of neat. Yep. yep. Yeah, and the whole process with those two guys, like you message them and they go through every step with you and you're like, all right, what do you play? What kind of style of music? Like, how do you want to attack this? Like, you know, and they take you through the whole process. Be like, all right, you really want this kind of style of fuzz with this variation, you know, with these components and this will get you what you're looking for. Yeah. And it's, it's all kind of old fun. school looking stuff too. Like it yeah. looks really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's got a vibe. He, the Zollinger just moved from, well, not just, but moved from Charleston to, uh, Denver. And that's, yes. I actually contacted him. He said, uh, I'm right in the middle of the move. So we'll do okay. it after I'm like, yeah, yeah, no yeah. problem. Check him out now because I think he just released a new kind of fuzz that is kind of his own circuit, too. I think. So, Flat irons. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful pedal inside and out. I mean, it's oh, yeah. really choice. Yeah, they just do a really, really great job with this stuff. That's awesome. All right. Woo! You got a good board so far, my friend. Oh, you. What's number three? Number three: uh, the Spruce Effects Badlands Univibe Vibrato. So that one is from the Spruce Effects Americana series. Mm -hmm. um, this is one of the best organic sounding univibes I've ever played. It's just really cool. And it has a built-in germanium gain stage. So it has a volume knob because every modulation pedal should have a volume knob. And it has a germanium kind of gain knob. So you can kind of goose the circuit a little bit and get some really gnarly sounds out of it, or you can dial it back and get your classic univibe sounds, you know, fast, slow, all over the place. Mm -hmm. 
And the vibrato circuit is super nice, but what I like to do with the vibrato circuit is I turn the modulation all the way down and I'll dime the germanium gain on it and it gets you like this really cool vintage kind of console, like plugging right into the console style sound. It's really cool. Nice. Excellent. Uh, yeah, we are lucky enough to have Spruce Effects on the show. So if you all want to go back and locate that, um, you can check that out as episode 192. A lot of fun to talk to. Solid dude. Numero four. Quattro. Uh, really recent one, actually, from, uh, I believe, Darko Polar Bear Effects, Young Hearts Delay. Oh, man, what a great dude. <laughs> yeah. And that pedal is so much fun. Like the sounds you can get just regular, beautiful, warm, organic delay sounds like a normal tape, vintage tape delay. Or you can get wild and wacky with it by changing the depth and the shape and all this. But it's, it's, it's intuitive. It's not like it's super hard to use. Like when you turn a knob, it actually does something and you hear it and you can react. You'd be like, oh. I don't like that. All right, I'll dial it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas some knobs I have to, on some pedals, I have to turn 75% before I get a reaction. Mm-hmm. This one gives you something instantly, and it has tons of sounds baked in, and then it has that foot switch where you can kind of go kind of wacky, degraded VCR sounds in mm-hmm. the background. You can hold it down and play your delay over it. It's just, it's a blast. It is a really nice pedal. And it's well laid out, too. That's something else I really appreciate. Exactly. Easy uh, to use, small form factor. Yeah, and he's making all kinds of new stuff. I think he's he's working on, uh, I think he's got like a chorus in the works. I could, oh, like some modulated. Nice, yeah. I think it's like a modulated chorus, maybe chorus verb even. Um, okay. I like, know he just came out with the drowner. That's the fuzz, del- fuzz reverb. Yes. I think he just came out with. Yes. Yeah. Um, and now he's on episode 195, everybody. So, hey, <laughs> go check that one out, too, while you're doing it. And, and if you're new to the show and you haven't, you know, delved all the way to way back to 195. But, um, yeah, definitely check that out. Guess where I found out about him? Um, From that episode. What? That's ah. fantastic. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, shout out to uh, Mr. Darko uh, Vida. I believe, if I recall, that was correct. V a j, v a j d a, Vita. Mm, Pretty God. sure. I'm Foreign probably language. messing it up again. Um, woo, doggies! That's a great four on the floor, man. Now, was it hard for you to come up with that? Some people have struggle. Or- no, I, I don't because I always run a mini board. Mm-hmm. So, like, I never really have more than five pedals on a board, or my mind explodes. <laughs> and most of my pedals have less than five knobs. I think the Young Hearts has the most knobs out of anything. That has quite a few knobs on it. I think it's like six. Um, yeah. Uh, is it maybe seven? Yeah, with the mini knobs. But yeah, yeah. well, I'm counting the minis and yeah, the switches. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, this is, why, why, why am I mincing? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, so, stop arguing with the guest. I'm so my episode, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so you run a mini board, but I, I mean, you're a, as we said before, a bit of a gear nut from from everything we understand. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. where where does that nuttery lie? Is it in the guitars or is it in the amps? Because 
Um, it's actually most of it's most of the nuttery is in the pedals. I typically only have one, maybe two amps at any given time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a few guitars, um, three right now. One's just a parts caster that I made. The other one's a cheap Ibanez that I, you know, got a custom wiring harness for and through some of Jared's pickups are in them. Yay. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And then I just have a, uh, I got one of those, uh, Squire, uh, Cyclone Paranormals. Oh yeah. That bad, yes. Badass. That yeah. thing's awesome. Like for 300 bucks, it's like, you can't, you can't mm, beat it. Uh, yeah. That's, yep. that's I mean, a fantastic deal. And it's shell pink. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, we just talked about that a couple episodes ago. And that's that, right. That, that series is, it's just unreal. I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, it's not the best made series, but it's still, I mean, for the money. Well, it's better it, than their stuff in the past. I mean, Squire, the whole Squire thing, had, it, it, boy, they made some really, um, maybe, I don't know what kind of decisions they were, but they sort well, of ruined the, the. Well, but initially. Yeah, I mean, initial squires, especially the stuff that was made in Japan, in many cases is better than what was being made in the United States at the time. Yeah, like, like the, the, 80s, the squire the custom squires too. out of Japan are awesome. Yeah, I mean, you go back to the old strats that they that that squire Japan mm-hmm. put out. I'm talking about the more recent stuff where it's just like you, you can't you, you can't give them away in used stores. You like your firewood. Well, yeah, because well, yeah, that's what they are. Yeah, but this what they're doing now, and the only reason I bring up the Squires was that as a subset of you know a, a an upper line Fender, it's really easy to say anything below that top line of Fender, you know, or Mexican made or or whatever, is down at the bottom with the you know the worst Squires possible but that's not the case is my point and i'm just making it uh, doing a bad job of it Sorry. why do you have to argue so much todd <sighs> <I'm> the worst <laughs> no, todd i got you i got you yeah i was trying to agree actually <laughs> i'm just I really bad at it todd why do you have to agree so much <laughs> just really poor at agreeing <laughs> yeah there's three lefts to make an agreement all right <laughs> it might sound like a softball but like what is the draw what ke- what takes you from like hey i like guitars to like oh my gosh i love guitars like to the point where you you know you're sponsoring our show it's the community like everybody i've met from whether it's the facebook groups that i've joined or the different podcasts that i've listened to and then going to nam and actually meeting up with the guys you know every couple you know twice a year and getting to know each other and whatnot it's it, it, it's more supporting the community and keeping that going more so than anything else. You know, when I see, and maybe it's coming from the fact that I'm a carpenter and I make things with my hands and I'm kind of in that realm already. But like when I see someone who builds an amp, you know, from hand or a guitar from hand, I truly appreciate that craft. So I want to support that. Mm-hmm. Or someone who builds a pedal, you know, and comes up with a new circuit and it's like, okay my mind would have exploded. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I want to support that. Uh, just like, you know, I, I guess you'd call it supporting the arts, you know, music's, you know, one of the arts and, you know, you want to keep that alive and strong. That's very well said. Thank you. That's a complete statement right there. I like it. Thanks. I tried. Did you practice? I didn't. Actually, <laughs> surprisingly, I'm really like, I shine best when I'm off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. I like it. You mentioned you're meeting some people at NAM and stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of builders out your way in Florida. Uh, oh, no. yeah. No, Florida man. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, and so tell everybody where, you know, you're from. I'm from Massachusetts. Um, I'm from a town. I live in a town called Marshfield, which is like 40 minutes south of Boston, basically the halfway in between Boston and Cape Cod on the coast. Mm. Awesome. We've interviewed quite a few people from up there. And yeah. so is it easy to run into those people? Not really. Like most of the people that I like know, like Dougie, Dougie Chris, he's not too far away from me. So he's mm-hmm. probably like an hour away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really talented builder, uh, Harvester Guitars. Mm-hmm. He's out of, I think, Northampton, Mass, which is like almost two hours away from me. Um, and then, of course, there's... John Schneider. Drink. Drink. And then Brad from Nerd Knuckle. It's right Brad around there. Nerd Knuckle, yep. Yeah, no, so it is. It, but it's like, it's it's a smaller community. It's not uh, very big in Massachusetts. There's some guys who have a lot of notoriety, mm-hmm. but it's not like immense mm-hmm. in terms of numbers of people putting out products. Um, when, so I don't run into them too often. When you're talking about putting out products, like what... What really excites you when you're, if you're flipping around on Instagram, you're looking at some new stuff that's coming out or you're, you're, you know, you're spying all the guitar feeds you're uh, checking out. Like what makes you stop and just like drool all over the phone? Hmm. (laughs) Interesting question. Um, (laughs) So God, it's an array of things. It, it can be an array of things like, but in terms of like guitars, I'm guitar, I'm really guitar gear. Yeah. Guitar gear mm-hmm. or just like, like well, if I'm okay, looking at actually, a guitar, let's break that you know, down. Like, let's talk about just guitars. You're flipping okay. through, you're just going guitars, 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 and you go, whoa, yep. whoa, 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 whoa. So like I'm drawn to more unique designs, uh, unique body shapes. Okay. Uh, stuff that's not run-of-the-mill walsh guitars yeah boom like body shapes inspired by vintage I mean, kind of japanese necks. Tesco. like Eesh. his necks are incredible like one guy that i've kind of been drawn to lately is uh he goes by the name of electro stringed on instagram uh, i believe his name is Cowbrand designs though mm-hmm. and he has some really and he does everything. Like he three D prints his knobs. He mills a lot of the metal. Uh, like it's like from the ground up style guitar stuff. Um, I actually snagged. He does a pickup drop once a year, mm-hmm. a pickup sale, and I snagged a set of his pickups. So in one of the builds I'm going to be doing this summer, a set of his pickups are going to be going in it. That's cool. Um, yeah, and yeah, everything's like, all like there's no symmetry. Everything's no. like wobbly looking. Yep. Yeah, so like I'm I'm drawn to kind of stuff like that because it's I can I can get a telecaster like I can do a telecaster like if I can do a telecaster if I'm gonna buy something from someone else I want it to be something different. I totally can appreciate that. So, now, as a woodworker, yes, are you drawn to like woody or, or I guess natural finished guitars? 
or do you are, are you a paint guy? I kind of flip flop on the bodies. Uh, on the bodies a lot, I like a painted front, natural back. Oh yeah, mm. it's good look. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. And my necks are just straight oiled. Like I, I hate painted necks. I hate lacquered necks. Just hand rubbed oiled neck. Uh huh. Done. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Now, as far as do you have like a are, are you do you favor a certain uh, kind of pickup? And I don't mean brand name. I mean like you know are you yeah P ninety humbucker single coil yeah um well yeah I love. I don't have one right now. I love P90s. Like they are so cool, super versatile, super fun rock machine. Just yep. pickups. We just made some today. Hey, um, but I, I guess I tend to lean more towards the style. I lied. I do have a P90 guitar. I have my parts caster has a P90 gold foil in the neck. So I lied. Hmm. What else have you been lying about tonight? <laughs> I, this isn't even Corey Nigro. Oh. I knew it. Oh, I man. knew it. That would be the biggest bust on me ever. <laughs> April oh my Fools. gosh. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't do that. <laughs> it's actually John Schneider, with, isn't it? <laughs> I set up this random person with all the sheet of information, like just pretend to be me. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, man. That's uh, good. But yeah, no, I'd probably say I lean more towards P90, if not P90, definitely single coil style. I have humbuckers, and um, I like them. I just, the way I play, mm-hmm. I just... I, what I, is that way? I play a lot with my fingers mm-hmm. because I'm a bassist, so I never really grasped the concept of a pick. I can play with a pick. I'm okay with it, but I'm not great at it. You but never it, grasped the concept of a pick. Ooh, that was very clever like right there. Mm. See what I did there? Mm. Wow. But uh, yeah, so I like playing a lot, like especially if I'm on my Telecaster, for whatever reason, I'm drawn to just play with my thumb, index, and ring finger, middle finger. Right. Nice. That's about, my style. How about when it comes to amps? What 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 trips your trigger? Um they they gotta play well with pedals because I'm a pedal head, mm-hmm. so that's that's number one. But like, be reliable, be durable, and have a good clean tone. I don't need, I don't necessarily need like overdrive from the amp mm-hmm. because I'm such a pedal head. But it is nice to have, like, if you have a vintage amp, yeah, like your organic overdrive, like that's what it's about. But modern amps, I don't necessarily think it's a necessity. What about aesthetics on those? On the amps? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of all over the place on aesthetics-wise. Like, I'll, I'll go. I'm, I'm color-wise, I'm all over the place. Um, I, I, I can be, like, Art Deco style. Like, I'm really drawn to, too. Like, uh, some of the older stuff. There's a guy, Square Amps, out of Texas. Austin, Texas, I believe. And what he does is he repurposes old radios. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like all the old Philco's and all that stuff. And like he'll even like the old, uh, he'll take the, the car radios out of like the old Buicks. Mm-hmm. 
like the metal ones and like leave the big Buick nameplate on the top or the buttons that say Buick and those control like certain parts of the amp and stuff. And he does wild stuff like that. So I'm drawn to stuff like that too on amps, but just be, I, I like different stuff. I'm, 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 I don't know. Yeah. What about the uh, amps that they have, they tend to put in like, uh, like uh, toolboxes and like, Things that Demo aren't boxes amps. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Um, there's, I was, I forget who it was. I saw someone on Instagram, but they did that all the time. Like they, it was all ammo boxes. They would take old Hammond organ amp uh, guts, turn mm-hmm. them into amps, and put them in inside like ammo boxes and like like Marvel lunch boxes from back in the day and stuff like that. And that stuff's great. Like, yeah. I think that's really cool. Like guys who make the pedals out of Altoids cans and stuff like, <laughs> hell yeah. Like if you can repurpose something all the better. I dig it when it comes to pedals. Yes. I mean, that's one of the things, you know, thank goodness for Instagram. I, <laughs> it uh, makes you excited when you see a pedal. I mean, it's all about that gut shot culture, you know, like, when someone and that's what kind of drew me to like Zollinger and collector effectors, um, like just looking at the insides of their and Lauren audio, like the insides of their pedals and like seeing how meticulous and how like steadfast they were in their craft to be like, all right, I want all these wires to bend these ways to look this way to achieve this aesthetic yeah all the while achieving this tonal and sonic aspect and just nailing it and and then in inside and out and like you know whether it's the graphics from lauren audio or like zollinger and collector effectors how they do the cool hammer tone finishes and it's more of an mm-hmm. industrial look like mm. hell yeah like all that stuff you know, I, I just recently uh, have been talking with a builder in the UK that I'm absolutely just, I, I'm, I'm gonzo about this work. And he's going to be on the show coming soon. We're still locking down a date. Reeves like I, Electro. Yeah, 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 I was just going to say, you were talking about I Reeves. Mean, His stuff is God. Art, like, Yeah, yeah. Everybody, stop what you're doing. Get over to Reeves Electro and just... Prepare to weep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I don't it even have... I, I, I lost after his pedals, but every time he does a pedal drop, they sell out in, like, 45 seconds. Yeah. It's, mm. like, it's unreal, and it's rightfully so. Like, he does them, like, they're, they're super limited, so he'll only do, like, 20, maybe 30 at a time on certain units, but they're literally gone in 45 seconds. Yeah, and it's one of those things, if, if people aren't familiar with that style of, of uh, wiring, it's... I mean, I, I don't... I actually don't, I don't know the name of this kind of thing. Um, but you look at it and you're like, where's the board? I mean, his is point to point. His is all pure point, point to point, point. Yeah. floating point, yeah. point to point. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. It's, there's, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's outstanding. And they sound wicked too, of course. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, so, that's the, that's number one. Like the pedal has to sound good, no matter how good the pedal looks inside and out. If it sounds like crap, I'm not going to use it. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, it still has to achieve what I want it to achieve. The looks are all secondary. Yeah, you can have some fun with something like that, but then you're like, oh, all right, my, that's cool. Yeah, like, oh, it was a gimmick, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But like, if it sounds good and it looks good, it's staying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in the Excellent. same way. 
Yeah, Jared's definitely the, the the sound guy. He doesn't really care about how it looks, uh, according to him. So now he's going to contradict <laughs> That's why he got, that. Uh, See? That's why he's getting sparkly purple pick cards and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You got me. So um, aside from lusting after the gear that we don't have, um, is there anything in the in the guitar universe right now that you would love to see evolve or change or that you're kind of like waiting for somebody to do? Hmm. Wow. That's a good question. Hmm. To be honest, that my little mind can think of, mm-hmm. not really. It seems like everything. I mean, hell, even at the last name I was at, we had a guitar with like rotating pickups. Like what I, else? Do I we, remember that. Like, yeah. I know it was like a little gimmicky, but like, to be honest, like in the realm that I sit, Mm -hmm. I don't dream of everything that I could possibly need or use to the capabilities that I would use them to is out there. Mm. It exists. Like it is a golden age. And I know everybody who's come on the show has said that, like we live in a golden age of gear and it only seems like it's kind of go exponentially up and further. Mm-hmm. Like with all the DSP technology and like some of the pedals, how they can be in like that tiny form factor, the normal size form factor and still have two foot switches and do like five presets. It's like mind boggling. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's all out there. It's just whether you can afford it or whether your significant other will allow you to have it <laughs> or whether you can justify it in some way, shape or form. I'm sure it exists. If you go to Google and you type in your wildest gear fantasy, I'm sure it's out there. I just thought of one and it was, What's I wasn't, that? I wasn't, this that's not a setup. I didn't answer that a, question as a setup. I literally just thought of this. Is it a clops? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh my God. You don't know what a clops is. What? Oh, you need to look up Klops. How do you? Klops, Klops is a Nam legend. Klops. K L O P S. Okay, that's not the that's not the guy that plays like the Star Spangled Banner harp, is it? No, this guy. Ah. I believe it's like a drum amplifier. Okay, but it's a guitar amplifier inside of a drum with like fuzz on the outside of it. Uh, it's that's hysterical. Weird. Okay. No, I was just thinking about. Um, the, the problem that we have with gigging or if you're, even if you're playing in your basement and you've got your little combo on the floor and it's basically just playing to your shins, right? So what do we do? We say, well, I either need to buy like an $80 stand thing that now this amp is on a stand. And that just kind of, that's like playing on a stool kind of, it's the equivalent of sitting on a stool and playing, let's be honest. Um, or you figure some crazy way to tilt it back when if it's in danger of falling. Okay. Why hasn't anybody come up with, and here I'm going to lose like a bajillion dollars somehow. I know it. You're talking to a guy who can make things. Okay. So. Okay. Think mm-hmm. about, see. think about like a bo- your home, like a home box fan or a home fan. Yeah. You, you just push it back and it, and it, tilts on the two little wheels so there's a stand and you just you know tilt it back a little bit or keep it straight you know what i'm saying that's what vox used to do yeah or oh, you yeah. could just get 
uh, a few two by eights, a couple two by eights from yeah. your local hardware store and cut some giant door stops and lean your amp back. I see. No, I did that. I had actual door stops. I'm not even joking. Well, you, you need bigger ones. You yes. need like tall ones, you know. Fender has those big giant chrome blades on the side, dude. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the big yeah. blades and stuff. But I'm saying if you have, if you've got like a, uh, if you put the amp on the bottom, and you have basically have your speaker cabinet that is on what would you call that? Uh, just a two, two a trolley, a trolley. Yeah, yeah. So like a U-shaped trolley with your amp on the bottom, and the speaker okay. cabinet's just kind of sitting in there, and you can tilt it back or tilt it forward or just keep it straight. That's a thing. Hmm. Make the thing. Somebody, I'll make somebody the go thing. make the thing. Go make it. How how about a a a a a thing that you could put on your head that you can mount your amplifier speakers to? So it'd be like a giant pair of headphones. Tony, that's a, that is, that's not even <laughs> brilliant. What are we supposed to say with that? Genius. I'm going to throw an ego waffle at you for that. All right. Uh, <laughs> Corey, <laughs> as we're rounding home, uh, is there anything that uh, you haven't said that you want to say? The air is yours, my friend. Oh, man, the floor is mine. Um, I just want to say uh Thank you guys for having me on and putting out the content. Uh, all the you know support that you guys get is well deserved, and everything you're putting out into the community is positive and knowledgeable. And uh, just keep pumping it out. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm really glad you didn't cough when you said knowledgeable, but <laughs> <laughs> slightly knowledgeable. <laughs> so, so Corey, if you had to pick your favorite guitar knob, which one would it be? Oh, boy. <laughs> that's, that's unfair. It's I always, know in my heart what his choice is. It's the volume knob. <laughs> yeah, that's, like ask, that's like asking me to pick if I want to ch- cut off my big toe, my middle toe, or my pinky toe. Gee, I well, hope this episode <laughs> makes it to the air, though. That's all I'm saying. I would cut the pinky toe off. You need your big toe to walk. Did you press Another record again, Todd, by the way? Maybe. <laughs> oh, boy. Pinky toes are meant for balance. You need your pinky toes. No. That's yeah. true too, I guess. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, it's been super fun listening to you talk about the gear that you love, and uh, we've just we've had a fantastic time listening. So sharing it and all that good stuff. We are going to find out what Jared has in stock for us right now. That's right, ladies and gents. You know, it's the time of the show where I sing the little ditty. Sing it. Would you rather? (laughs) This week's Would You Rather is brought to us by our good friend, Todd Novak. What? Who? What? Is there another Todd Novak? There are several, actually. It's really weird. But I believe this is you, right, Todd? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're walking down the street and walk. you run into our friend Rick Sell, founder of Pure Salem. Oh, oh what? Ooh, Ooh. That's right. Yes. The founder of the Pure Gordon. Salem. Not the cigarettes. Freestyle what you are going. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where is this going? Read the words on the paper. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
Freestyle what you're going what is it? Is it? <laughs> Freestyle what you are doing together. Oh, this went off the tracks quickly. Oh, that's hilarious. So you're walking down the street and freestyle what you're going to do together. <laughs> hey, hey, Rick, let's just walk down the street and riff a little yeah. bit, huh? Just just write it. He'll I say got the boombox. I got the Adidas shoes. Okay. Uh, so um, let's let's try that one. Let's try, uh, let's try that I, again. You can't put things in parentheses because I'm gonna read it. <laughs> that's, that's what they're for. <laughs> <laughs> that means do not read this section. Uh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Don't put things on oh the paper. I'll read them. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, okay, let's try that one again. Uh, Jared. Okay. So we're clear. You're just going to, you know, you're, you, you you stop in for an ice cream. You do what, I, whatever. I don't care. You're roller skating. I don't, whatever. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? You, you got to be specific with me. So, <laughs> so you're walking down the street. You run into okay, Rick okay, Sell, okay. who uh, also happens to be eating an ice cream cone. But I, whatever. Just makes sense. I got, I got, you, it, you all got right. it. All right. Let's yeah, take let's, Take what? a two. Okay. Here we go. So you're walking down the street. And run into our friend Rick Sell, founder of Pure Salem. Nice. Yeah. That's right. Pure it's Salem guitars. It's going to be a good day. It yeah. is going to be a great day. Mm-hmm. So he's having himself a nice big old chocolate vanilla twist ice cream cone. Uh, sprinkles and, or crunch coat? Uh, sprinkles. The cr- duh. Yeah. Sprinkles. Actually, it's dipped in butterscotch. Ooh, that's yeah. way too odd. Continue. And then he, he's like, hey, man. You know, I'm doing a pre-sale for two new guitars. Wait, what? What? He's doing a pre-sale for two brand new guitars that he's going to do. The pre-sale free? Uh, (laughs) The pre-sale is... (laughs) It's a sale that you pre-do? Yeah. Yeah, okay. One of them's them's a cherry bomb. The cherry bomb. That's the explorer style one that he does. Okay. Yep. And the other one's a bruiser. Ooh. It's a flying V stock. Mm. Yeah. Fantastic. Jared, how much are these supposed pre sales? $700, Jared. $700. <laughs> what? What? This is, <laughs> that is amazing. And, and this is a would you rather, if only it were true. Actually, oh. it is true. You can go get those. Go to Pure Salem and and hurry up and get your pre-sale in. Because once he does them, they're they're he's not going to have like stock laying around. That's why it's a pre-sale. Seven hundred bucks for either one of these things. And now cool. you're sneaking in cool, ads in my cool Would You Rather segment. So I love it. W- I'm wondering what the rest of the of the uh, Would You Rather says, Jared. Yeah. So which one? I'm hanging on a cliff here, Jared. Oh. <laughs> Which one do you take? The Would cherry you bomb. Have the cherry bomb. Okay. Cherry bomb is the explorer, or the right. bruiser. And the bruiser is the bruiser flying okay. V that you could choke somebody with. Oh man! How? And that cherry bomb's got a, a really nice German carve on the top. Ooh! Uh, uh, Ooh. Very. Let me check this out. I mean, these are really good-looking guitars and do some quick research i've I've played them at nam i didn't play the cherry bomb or the bruiser 
but I did play a couple of the Pierce Sam guitars and I was hooked instantly. I did not want to put that guitar down. Legitimately, I even said so when we had him on the show. Oh, was that when the cops stopped you at the Ooh. door when you tried to walk out with it? That was the La Flaca. <laughs> uh, his, uh, and one of his, his main guitars. R- really Trey fantastic Bob. stuff. Trey Bomb's got that nice banana headstock thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see. We're going to find out from Tony. We're going to go to Jared, down to Corey, and then I'll wrap it up. Well, it's actually pretty easy for me because i mean i've had explorers over the years i've had flying v's over the years and i still feel that the explorer body shape is a little more natural feeling mm. um that uh you know the the upper bout your 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 arm forearm kind of rests on it just right in my opinion mm. and i mean it's a, it's a big body um but it's it uh, to me. Uh, I've always been much more comfortable with the Explorer. Plus, it's got the banana headstock. Come on, yeah. <laughs> so what's not to like about that? V's are cool too, but you know, unless you're going to play like you know uh, Dave Davies from the Kinks and put your arm through the middle, they're kind of uh, kind of unusual. They're they're just weird to play. Mm. So I'm going with the ch- 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 Cherry Bomb. Nice. Jared. Hey now, Jared. I've had both um, Explorer and Flying V, but they were Gibson. Mm -hmm. And it looks like these are similar. So I would probably go with... uh, Make to me, mind you know, I, I, yeah, it's really difficult because I, the Explorer felt just as good as the V to me. I didn't, I didn't think one was more natural than the other. I mean, both of them are very odd shaped guitars, hmm. but I would say the Explorer, I think just because the weight's a little more balanced in the body of the guitar, I think, I think I'm more of an Explorer guy than a V guy. So I'll definitely do the cherry, ch- cherry bomb. All right. What color? Um, Doesn't matter what color they sell. Whatever color you want. Yeah, purple, pretty much. Purple. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tony, what color uh, cherry bomb were you going to get? I mean, I'm good with black. If they come in black. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Let's see here. Who's left? Oh, yeah, Corey. Oh, me or me? Um, So I have had neither and i want neither ah but if i had to pick one it would be the cherry bomb based purely on the fact that it looks more comfortable and i could probably sit down and play it yeah yeah that's a that's a real plus if these sitting down are not it's just weird to be yeah, I just feel like my arms would get tired because they're in unnatural positions. I don't know. It just seems weird. What I've done, though, is you could, you know, uh, wedge your, you know, in the wedge, you just put it on your knee, on your leg, and it just kind of sits there and you can play. You could like also uh, glue an armrest to the very top <laughs> end of the top part of the V. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could or you that. could you could pay someone to hold it for you. Put a little kickstand <laughs> on it. <laughs> Put it on a stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it would definitely be the uh, the cherry bomb style, probably. And if I was going to pick a color, 
<sighs> Pelham Blue Sparkle. Ooh, nice. that's a good call. That's a good call indeed. Uh, well, I'm going to go with the bruiser. Uh, huh, I, I just a flying V standing. Like, it's just so cool. So there's nothing, there's, it's just, it screams rock and roll. Okay. And, uh, I, I would love to have a flying V. I had a piece of crap flying V. Uh, it was a, I mean, it wasn't even, I guess it was kind of, it was a V. It was like a Rhodes style V and it was a JB player and it was baby blue. It was, it was dreadful. <laughs> uh, and that's what I was like learning, you know, one of the guitars that I was actually trying to learn guitar on. So that was incredibly uncomfortable. Um, but uh, I, I just, you know, I'd want one and I want a black and I want to put a gold sparkle pick guard on it. Damn it. So yeah, that's I what I'm going to try to make that happen. So uh, I think, it, listen, legit, these guitars for that price, that oh, is crazy. That is absolutely stupid. I highly recommend you hurry up and get the get on this, assuming that's even still going to be available for pre-order. I don't know how long he's going to keep the pre-order open for, but um, Rick, thank you for making those available. I've actually, <laughs> he's got about 10 messages since I think he did a pre-order about two, maybe three years ago with the same things. And, um, and I was a dum-dum and didn't jump on it at the time. Um, and, uh, and I've been hitting him up ever since I'm like, Hey, do that again, do that again. And he finally did it. I was like, woohoo. So anyhow, there we have it. Tony Baloney, we got some people to thank. We certainly do Todd at this point of the show. There's a special group of people that we like to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, you might be wondering what an executive producer is, and maybe more importantly, how do I become one? Very simple. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. That's right. Let's see a couple of different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Our patrons make this podcast possible. So... That's why we, we we just like to thank them, especially our executive producers. So at this point, I would like to thank Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Kearney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lathrop, <laughs> no end, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel. John Esterley, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Gola Guitars, James Pennington, Richard Kendall, Ty Carmen, John Williams, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, David Rando, Douglas King, Gary Cooper, Rob Saxby, Mark Garten, Elad Mizrahi, and Mike D. Mikey D. Wait a minute. Don't interrupt yeah. me. Todd, are you going to interrupt me? I'm not interrupting you. Mm, well, thank you. Thanks for not interrupting. <laughs> There's another I'm special not group. I'm going to interrupt you. Thank you. Well, thanks for not doing that. Um, these, these, There's another special group here. These are executive producers with a little more panache, if you will. They live on the penthouse suite just a, a mere floor above our executive producers. Of Knobs Tower. 
of Knobstar. Yes. They wear fancy pantaloons. <laughs> pantaloons. And they drink uh, scotch whiskeys. Ooh. Will's oh, smoking yeah. cigars. The finest varietals. They also get a fez to wear. And if you were listening earlier and didn't just jump in here at the end, we asked a certain Grand Pooba, that's what we call them, if he was wearing his fez. And he promised that he would indeed place it upon his head as is required by law. So, si, senor. So special, special thanks to these Grand Pubas, Jonathan Jerusik, David Kaminga, Science of Sound, Cody Foster, Sean S. Yes. Tommy Manasco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines, and Corey Nigro. Yes, there sir. he is. <laughs> Thank now, you, gentlemen. Uh, in addition to, you know, the really cool things that executive producers get, Corey, what else? <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, because Tony completely skipped over yeah. this whole thing. And then he, he told me to be quiet, too. <laughs> <laughs> Did I they mention that there's one more right thing? thing. Yeah. yeah. What was that? What was that, Corey? Can you say that in a real Boston accent? You have to have your name right on the thing. That the, yeah, I guess that didn't work so much. <laughs> it's not many words that lend itself to a Boston accent, so I don't know what you want me to do there. I, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dance monkey. Dance. <laughs> Dance monkey, yes. All right, Tony Baloney, where can people find you? Well, let's just say you need a special pick guard or you're changing out pickups or you're doing something weird or you got to cover up a bad spot on a guitar. Go over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of the things I have available online for sale. But uh, by and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you need. And uh, I will take care of you personally. Awesome. Jared. Jared. That's right. If you're in the need of pickups, new pickups, you have an old junky pickup that hasn't worked in decades. Send it to me. I will get it going for you. If you need some PAFs or some noiseless Jazzmaster pickups or strap pickups, I am now doing stacked pickups, strap mm, pickups. I'm going to try some stacked pickups. They're, they're kind of noiseless single coils and they sound juicy and fat. So... Uh, get a hold of me if you want to try out some of that stuff. Anyway, uh, go to brandonwompickups.com. Also, check out my rewind time with Brandon Wom Pickups. Excellent. Uh, you can send me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com, or DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. Send us your thoughts and hopes and dreams. And and, uh, and would you rathers. <laughs> and uh, we'll share them, and we'll get them in on the... Uh, on the, the new shout out thing that, that Jared's doing and Tony is doing. And uh, yeah, it'd be just be great to hear from you. We're really, truly thankful for our pal Corey Nigro for his support and friendship yep. in the podcast. And thank you so much, man. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. It was an absolute blast. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, everybody. Have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe. Yeah. It's got pistachio, vanilla, strawberry, and single origin cacao from mm. Uganda. That'd be a fancy way to fix a crack in the road. Yeah, it would. And a mere 10% alcohol. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> now, what is that draw called? It's just called the Boston accent. That is not very imaginative, my friend. Are you ready yet, Todd? Just about. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you Would you like us to like log manja, off? Manja, manja, manja. Well, the name of the beer I'm drinking is A Year with Dr. Nandu. Ooh. Or my parents live in the next town over. Mom, can you pick me up? <laughs> that was his pretty soft parents. You didn't go the full-on parents. I think I ate four 32-ounce prime ribs at an all-you-can-eat prime rib night. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm, bring it. Yeah, that was a, a microwave Indian meal, so... It's going to get brought in sometime soon. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I think I'll have that. I make like, Jared, that's $100. You sure? Are you sure you know what you're looking at right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I want an outstake. <laughs> I, I want two of them. Yeah. And the cow it rode in on. That's right. <laughs> Was that Quick, like- do something Boston-y. <laughs> Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.